Oh, hello. Welcome <laughs> back to Homo Superior. We've got a lot of things to talk about today. I'm Kalen. I'm Jeffrey. Yeah, is that your name right now? Yeah. Adam. I'm Ina. <laughs> oh, Ina's back. Oh, okay. have you, Ina. Ina Garden and Jeffrey. Okay. <laughs> ah. Oh, uh, the barefoot Contessa, huh? Yeah. Mm. We're only four today. Yeah, I know. We killed like, Ryan Krull again. He's probably sleeping with somebody. In Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. The windy sitting. I don't have a thing for the that. The windy slutty? Uh, <laughs> Just call it the windy city. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. So we got a lot, to, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the big announcement of Brian Michael Bendis leaving Marvel and going to DC. We're going to talk about celebrating the 25th anniversary of the X-Men animated Woo! series. Woo! We're going to talk about uh, episodes five and six of The Gifted, and we've got four, four comics to talk about. So let's talk about Brian Michael Bendis uh, leaving Marvel and heading to DC. Uh, i got to tell you, I was pretty shook by that news. It's, who, it's, who is he? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Brent. Yeah. Uh, explanation. For the audience. Yeah, for the for audience. audience. So Brian Michael Bendis. Obviously, I know. <laughs> oh, okay. Who is he, Brent? Well, no, you were better at explaining these things. Oh, oh okay. No, he is um, Marvel's one of Marvel's most prolific writers. He's definitely helped guide the creative vision of Marvel over the last Down fifteen to twenty. Down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so the, the, the money that they're losing based on all this shit is extreme. Uh, well, extreme. so extreme. So extreme. He is a very controversial. Our sales are extremely low. <laughs> yeah, he is a very controversial writer. Uh, like some of his stuff, I like some of it. I don't. He, I don't think he's great on the team books. He did write X Men for a bit. He's good on solo titles. He had a great run on Ultimate Spider Man. He had a great he run launched, on Daredevil. Well, he was like basically launching he launched the Ultimate, Ultimate Universe. He launched Ultimate Universe. Um, and then he actually put made the Avengers like a top selling book because mm-hmm. before that it really wasn't. It wasn't. And until then ruined them. <laughs> sure, but he made it like I mean the reason that the Marvel Cinematic Universe even exists I think is a big part of his his. Well, influence. yeah, in terms of the whatever I just lost it Ultimate Universe. Sure, but like, but uh, he even wrote the scene at, at the end of the first Iron Man. That's the post credit scene of wow. when Nick Fury comes in to say I didn't, we talked about the Avengers Initiative. Bendis actually wrote that. So is he script. like? So I don't know the structure of like comic organizations. Is mm. he like a head writer and then he's responsible for like? No. Is he a director or is he actually just writing all these? He's writing books? a lot of books, but he is. Um, he had a, a several like uh, 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 contracts with Marvel, exclusive contracts, where he was getting paid quite a bit of money, uh, getting you know really great benefits, and he was like Mar- one of Marvel's top, if not their top writers. It's think about yeah, it this way. Is. It's like when Jack Kirby uh, and Stan Lee did the Marvel Universe yeah. in the 60s. When Jack Kirby left to go to DC, this is as seismic as that. And when Jack Kirby went to DC, he created all the fourth world titles, including Darkseid, who is arguably DC's biggest bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, at the time, Jack Kirby's titles in DC weren't successful, but, you know, they the influence was felt uh, throughout throughout the, like the subsequent decades and for DC Comics. So he's been there for about 17 years it looks like. At least, yeah, 2000 was when Spider- uh, Spider-Man launched came out. and then he took over Daredevil at the end of 2001 I want to say. He created Jessica Jones. Yeah, that uh, was a cool read about. I was like yeah. I forgot that he had done that. Yeah. And- I fucking and he, and he, he wrote Alias, though. Alias was great. Yeah. Oh, he wrote that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Good yeah. for him. <laughs> so above him, it was Joe, Joe Casada. Ca- yeah, who yeah. was in charge. He's like the art director kind of thing. I don't know what he's actually called since I'm Chief a theater person. Art creative person. officer. Yeah, he now. fucking yeah. like pops up everywhere. I always see him like. He was he kind of a weirdo yeah. that like over talked about everything and spoiled everything ever. <laughs> Joe he was the one. Yeah, he was the one to like remove all the mutants from mutantdom. Oh. Uh, Yes, uh, Brian. and that's when Bendis started super getting into his plot lines. Was yeah. that blowback because of the movie deals, or um, yeah, probably. probably. There was just too many mutants. So you remember the All right, House Scarlet of Witch? No Calm more mutants. No, that's a, <laughs> ben, no. He's, he's referring to like a yeah. Bendis right. House of Bendis. And then yeah, they yeah. got rid of like the late lay mutants and none of the X Men <laughs> yeah. except for. Um, I mean, there were a lot of Star, shitty new yeah. heads floating around. Yeah, but they weren't ones that were important enough to get rid, <laughs> rid of. of. They hadn't been shown in 20 years kind of <laughs> shit. But what it tells me is, like, Marvel has had a major, like, attrition rate of, like, top-line writers over mm-hmm. the last few years. I mean, Jonathan Hickman, the guy who writes East of yeah. West, he left. Um, you know, Ed Brubaker left years ago. He wrote uh, Captain Dave's America. Son? No, anyways, go on. <laughs> Oh! Yeah. <laughs> don't don't acknowledge that that's joke. That's the most reactive I've seen Clark to a terrible joke in my entire life. Jazz fans out there are going to laugh at that <laughs> joke Well, he modern Ed Brubaker, uh, the guy who wrote the Fade Out, uh, we yeah. that like, a few months ago. Yeah. He basically, uh, he set the blueprint or the roadmap for Captain America with the Winter Soldier and all that. He created oh, the Winter Soldier character. So all those nice. writers have, like, have left Marvel... And there are some good writers for Marvel right now, but there's not anybody I would think of as a superstar writer mm-hmm. at this Who point. Who can, like, carry or pull forward, like, the entirety of the Correct. I'm glad. I'm glad that that's the case. You want to see more different The fact different that there's fractures. one, like, yeah, creator that controls everything else is disgusting to me. Doesn't that break the, like, uh, cro- like not crossover, but, like, the super events? I mean, not that, like, Well, there shouldn't be that many super events. Well, they also, they, I mean, Secret Empire didn't do all that well for them, right. and they even said, like, look, we're going to take a little break from oh, it. Fun. Yes, thank God. Because well, it, it was a stupid plot line. <laughs> it was stupid, and they haven't had a really great event in a long time. Well, I will, because what is it? So he basically, he wrote... Uh, we're talking about whatever his name. Brian Michael <laughs> yes. Bendis. So Bendis wrote Siege. He wrote House of M. He Correct. wrote uh, Secret Empire. Se- oh, no, Secret Invasion. Oof. Secret Invasion. Not great. Not uh, not great. It was a good. It was a good idea, and they're gonna make that. They're gonna adapt it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's gonna be super cool. Yeah. Because I think I wasn't here for the Thor podcast, but I know we were talking like off the podcast. Offline. About, I know, yeah. We can take Let's take us offline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for off the podcast. <laughs> but I just I can see that working so well, especially if they're playing with multiple genres. Like I actually just read an article this week that they uh, what is it? I don't think they're brothers, but whoever does whoever's doing Infinity War that did the Captain America movies, the like the, the Russo brothers. Yes, yeah. they are brothers. So they want to, it's going to be kind of like, they were appealing it to like a heist movie, which actually excited me. Yeah. Because it's not going to be, at least the first one, I don't think will be this big, you know, powerhouse beat up. Infinity War? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's because oh, the cool. whole idea is that all of the Infinity Stones are like already somewhere else. Yeah. So Thanos has to get them to even act, like it's not like he starts with them that like, that's, it's just nothing but this big climactic event. Right. Yeah. Is that the entire movie leads up to him gaining the gauntlet and gaining the stones. Right. So I'm actually, that gave me faith, hopefully. I mean, it was just like a random shitty ass article from like some. Faith from Valiant Comics, you mean? What's that? Faith yeah. from Valiant Comics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I love her. I know. That's um, but it's, but so I, I don't really know what my point was. 
Now I lost my point. You cool. lost your point. <laughs> so is there is there any theories why uh, Marvel yeah. has this attrition? Uh, well, for the theory for Bendis leaving Marvel is the biggest one is like he's hit all of Marvel's major characters. He's done the Avengers. He's done Iron Man. He's done Spider Man. He's done the X Men. The only one he hasn't really done was Fantastic Four. He did Ultimate Fantastic Thank Four God. for a little bit, uh, but because Marvel isn't publishing the Fantastic Four and they won't for a while, they're uh, starting up with Mar- uh, two in one. They are, but and they it, just, they've shown Val recently. They're going to definitely bring them back in the next two years. But I think Bendis really wanted to write them. That's like the last frontier. Well, thank for the... God he didn't. It'd be four people sitting in a room jabbering and making bad jokes. Well, so question to you, <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of like us. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, describe... I don't want to see us. Stop describing this podcast. Are we being written by <laughs> yeah. David Bendis? Bendis is actually Michael <laughs> Bendis. Brian David Michael Bendis. <laughs> As you can tell. We are not very intelligent on the subject matter. No, yeah. so good question for you then, Clark, is if you had to choose a writer to drive or flagship like... I don't want to. That's what I just that's said. That's what I'm asking I you is who... So pick a writer that you actually enjoy then. No, I still don't want anyone to be I'm not asking you to write... Listen, I'm not going to! Clark's question! I'm asking you for a Clark decent Clark is a writer. federalist. He wants to be like, like you know, spread the yeah, wealth. Stay, but I mean, stay. like, give me a writer that you actually enjoy. I go back to Kring, even though he's part of DC now. Who? But oh, that's fine. I'm not even asking like who's it. Oh, King Tom King. Yeah, we're talking about Tom King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not even asking you to like drag a flag. I'm just literally asking you who are some of your writers that you enjoy more than Mm, Ben. Let me think. I don't know. Go back to that one. (laughs) Okay. I don't. I'm barely bad with um, writers picking the actual people. Yeah. DC does have like like an embarrassment of like of like riches right now with good writers. Uh, Tom King, to Clark's point, is freaking phenomenal. You've got, um, you know, Scott Snyder, who's writing the Metal series. Yes. He's great. I've enjoyed that a lot, by the it's way. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Jeff Johns has take, is stepped away from writing a lot, but he's writing the Doomsday Clock, which is bringing the Watchmen yes. folks versus DC. He's like, he is, he was the Brian Michael Bendis of DC. And so now DC has both him and Brian Michael Bendis. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I would be interested in having a lady one in charge. Like, Generation X is turning really... Yeah, yeah, Christina yeah. Strange. Really cool. And I, I, like I actually it. want her to take over one of the main Xbox. Oh, yeah, yeah. that'd be really great. Um, but uh, it's it's really interesting to see which which will be first the first book that Brian Michael Bendis does. So, mm. it's huge news. Um, you know, I was definitely, like, taken aback. The entire, like, comic industry was... Very, very, like, taken aback by it. Yeah, it sounded like it kind of was like a shot out of the dark. Like, it was a very well-hidden secret that it was coming, and then mm-hmm. it just came. It was right. a secret invasion, if you will. It was, oh. <laughs> He's joining the secret empire. But I I, I to know. close this point, because I remembered what my point was about the movies, was the fact that we're talking about how Marvel's trust testing on a lot of different kind, like, you know, there's heist movies, there's... You know, espionage thrillers like sure. Captain America. There's like family drama type exactly. Yeah, ensemble so what, why Secret Invasion can work is because if you have a fucking like Invasion of the Body Snatchers type scenario sure. where it's like very tailored around that, where it's not necessarily it's a thriller more than it is like horror or anything. Like they're doing horror with the new mutants. Like there's just it's so great to see all of these movies like evolving. Hundred um, percent. I think it's a great idea, and they're going to set up Secret Invasion in the Captain Marvel oh, movie, which I is don't supposed want to, it at all. Why? Is, I hate. Heroes battling heroes or fake heroes battling heroes. It but I don't. The shit that's the whole point. Like if you, but if you make it more about the who do you trust? Yeah, like, I don't. I don't like that. that. I me, don't care about that. I don't want to deal with waiting another year to find out which one's a scroll and which one isn't. 
Do you think? But that so we think that it's going to show up. I don't think that's going to show up in like Infinity War. No, it's, yeah. gonna, it's going to start in Captain Marvel. I'm just saying which, when that, that starts. And then we got to wait for. Isn't ages. she in between part one and part two? Yeah, but it's going to be set in the '90s, so it's going to be not part uh, of the driving narrative between uh, between Avengers yeah. three and four. Yeah, basically. got it. Okay, the unnamed Avengers four. Yeah. So cool. Uh, let's move on to our next topic. It's uh, the 25th anniversary of the animated series. Yay! Uh, the first episode. Wow, wow, wow. Premiered October thirty first, nineteen ninety two. It came in fucking Pizza Hut pizza boxes. It did come. That was my goddamn favorite thing on the planet. You could buy the the VHS copy. Yeah, you can get either you get Night of the Sentinels or you get the Magneto arc. I forget what that was called. Intermagneto. (laughs) Yeah, it was Intermagneto. Because I watched the first several episodes. Yeah, Uh, I I fucking love those. I I watched it like a loose leaf episodes, and I think I I just blacked out all of it. Yeah. So, uh, watching it from a, with a modern lens, what do you what did you think of them? Uh, they're like super stiff, really bad writing. I wrote down some of my favorite quotes yes. that happened in the first two episodes, <laughs> yeah. and they're all from Gambit and Beast. Yeah, Gambit says, "I like solitaire unless I've got someone to play with." <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, you you want to play with Gambit? You gotta take a card. <laughs> like he's writing like he's a real housewife. Yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly he's, how he's in the comics. Well, that's how he's in the yeah. comics. So Chris Claremont was even worse, like or Scott oh Lobdell was even worse when he, they were writing him. Uh, right? Beast, right. Beast talking about Storm, and I used to wonder how she acquired her nom de guerre. Dude, she fucking has lightning come out of her hands. What do you mean you confused? And then the other really pensive one that Beast had was he sees like a security panel and he says, security. Are any of us yeah. truly secure? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I like it because it's so annoying. It's so, it's so beast. It's, it's, it's like covered with scorpions. Who are you yes. saying this yeah. to? There's so many weird... Like, Wolverine, I, pull back. I watched fucking Night of the Sentinels so much because I had that VHS, VHS so did I, yeah. I literally like know almost word for word. Like, there's a mall baby the chili fries. fries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wolverine, pull, pull back. back. After Morph... Who, who, was Morph actually a character? Morph is, is um, Benjamin Deeds. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, they didn't. It waited another twenty years to make, make him created. But. Right. After, but, oh, wait, but, but he was created for the cartoon, and yeah. he was an amalgamation right. of different characters. But they they introduced him just to kill him off yeah. to show like it was supposed, to, right. it was supposed to be Thunderbird, but Thunderbird was too boring to actually kill off, so they <laughs> made Morph, who was actually a friend of him. But then, yeah. so but then, wasn't there in the comics there was no pre Morph? To the Age, Age of, of Apocalypse. Apocalypse morph? There was kind of a changeling, which it is the one changeling. Okay. Yeah. back in the, I don't know, late 60s, 60s yeah, when the... Xavier died for the first time. It was actually changeling. They just shoved him into a coffin. They're like, so, all right. I will acknowledge, um, I've tried to go back and watch it on Hulu. It is tough to watch. It's so now, nostalgic. It is though. pure nostalgia, yeah. but putting in the context of when it came out, um, the like uh, I read some interviews with the show's creators. They were like, "Look, originally they wanted us to like dumb it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted like you know cutesy little sidekicks like all Saturday morning cartoons had. They didn't like the long running story arcs. They there was they thought there was too much death. The fact that they were dealing with like the first season had nothing but cliffhangers into like the next episode. Like there was like the whole thing with Juggernaut. There was the stuff with Sabretooth. Like." No. There was lots of plot line going on, even in the first season. It, well, it created a sense of sorry, Clark, uh, a sense of uh, serialization. Yes, when like that's like mainstream, when mainstream shows didn't have it, with the exception of soap operas. Right, you were saying whatever his name is, Saibon, who did the Power Rangers, was yeah. kind of in charge of it all, and ah. he didn't want to pay his writers fucking anything. And so year two, he basically paid them nothing. So that's probably why some of the writing isn't great. Also, he wanted everything pushed out so fucking fast. Yeah. 
that that's why some of the storylines are well, so... And the animation's very stiff. Well, that's what it's so funny It was even to, worse than the last season. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, oh yeah. They changed it. Different studios. I was gonna say it's so funny to watch the like. I that's not like I loved Pride of the X Men. That was also like I bought. I rewatched that recently. It's I did. So I bad. Oh, it's even worse. We watched it at FlameCon. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, we at yeah. our at FlameCon. We watched it at FlameCon. We were just like chilling on in our hotel room mm-hmm. watching it, and because it's on it's on YouTube. If you want to watch like the yep. entire episode, yeah. Yeah. and it's so fucking bad. Wolverine's got like an Australian He's accent. Australian, yeah. <laughs> White oh, Queen just yeah. throws like thunderbolts and shit like that. She like her powers don't even make any sense. Yeah. Um, I will say the animation though for but that's what it is. is really good. That's what was so funny because I saw that and it was obviously the lead-in for the Konami arcade game that everybody loves. Yeah. Um, if you were like alive in the eighties or anywhere near the eighties, right? Yeah. Exactly. And Nightcrawler was there, but like it, it's so crazy to watch a series from I think that came out like mid eighties. So, Eighty-eight. Right. So it was like still years in advance of the actual and you're like what the fuck why does this show look so shitty on on the actual x-men like there was always like discolored arms and stuff because like people like just yeah. the animation was not so the part of the x-men uh it, it was part of this marvel power hour in the yes. late 80s it was like three shows it was like reruns of spider-man and his amazing friends it was like dino hunters it was like a, a show of like dinosaurs prehistoric thing but like they had like battle armor and everything and like humans like were controlling them I, I i don't remember what it was called dinobot not dinobots that's transformers anyways and then robocop an animated series about robocop and so i remember watching it every saturday morning and then one day watching like while eating my cereal it said x-men was coming on and i like lost my goddamn mind and i was like so excited oh my god it's a new x-men series part of the x-men and then they showed it i was like oh i want more and then next week, Dino Riders. Dino Riders. Uh, the next week, uh, they went back to RoboCop, and I was like, "Because it got yeah, it only got one episode." It got I was one really episode. sad about yeah. that. So then, when uh, you know, fast forward four years later, when uh, the X Men animated series came out, like I would watch it every Saturday morning. Yes, and I had read a lot of the X Men comics, so they were like recycling the plots, yeah, but streamlining them yep. so like they like in some ways were actually kind of better. The two, I mean, like the sheer fact that a show like X Men, because I remember this now, got the the lead into the Dark Phoenix saga yeah. was like a Sunday night, seven PM like double episode. Was it really? I don't know. Yeah. Remember. I re- like I remembered it was like this like big event. You'd like watch it, you watched it. I made my like whole family watch it. Mm-hmm. And then it like led into like the Dark Phoenix saga. And then they had the week long they had five episodes for Dark Phoenix and every day was like a new episode that week. It was such a fucking cool like experience as a child. Like that doesn't exist anymore really. I know like Cartoon Network has done that once or twice with some of their shows or their miniseries. But like to live in a time where like that Saturday morning cartoons are the week long stuff like people were like glued to their TV to watch that shit. Kids waking up at nine in the morning all the time back in the day. Right. And it was like um I remember it came out the same year as the Batman animated series, which, also, uh, which was also yeah. amazing. And like that, actually, the animation holds up really well. Yeah. And, and some of the episodes hold up better than oh, X Men. Oh, for sure. But it was episodic, not really serialized. I mean, there was sometimes they'd be like, like refer back to older episodes, but it was, it was very like kind of standalone. It was the relationships, like Batman's relationships with each individual like villain or character or scenario, not right. necessarily. And then we right. started getting bad ones like Clock King and Zeus. Oh yeah, yeah. Maxi Zeus. Yeah, that. Yeah. That, 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 that. I thought there were some parts of it that 
Like, they're not supposed to be funny now, but they are just unintentionally funny. Yeah. Like, after Morph dies, Psycho- they really ramped no, up Cyclops yeah. and Cyclops and Wolverine's oh, yeah. rivalry. So, like... We're just... You would have Wolverine's like... I go where I want to yeah, go. Yeah, so Wolverine and Cyclops are getting off the plane, and Wolverine's <laughs> like, Cyclops! And Cyclops is like, hey, listen, I really understand your pain, man. Boom! Just gets punched right in the stomach. That's what... And that's a gift that you can find pretty yeah. easily it's anytime you're so like, yeah, it's great. Uh, they had a female president. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. right. Yeah, they did. Good for you, X-Men. And they had, well, so yeah, some of the bigger was that they had the, so the Senator Kelly plotline was huge in season one. Yeah. Then they had the uh, the murder plotline with Fitzroy and Bishop. Yeah. And I think, the, was it the second season? I didn't season? like that one. Was, with Nimrod. Yeah. Yeah. They had to go back in time and save Xavier. Right. They got to show Excalibur a little, or really it was... I don't. I guess no, because Moira, 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 oh. <laughs> Moira, Muir Island. Yeah, yeah. Muir Island. Um, and then yeah, it also gave us the one of the greatest memes on the planet, the Juggernaut bitch thing that uh, yeah. you had, like referenced at one point. I'm Juggernaut. Uh, oh my the, god! In the courtroom in the third episode when Beast is on trial, I don't know why he wants to be on trial because he did commit a breaking and entering <laughs> slash arson. Uh, he's like, I'll have my day in court, dude. You're guilty. You're guilty. Fuck. Yeah. So law they, and order. This is not. So he, he, he has his own like Atticus Finch. Like I'm going to stand up for you know what's right. Yeah. And the judge is like, all right, wrap it up. And so he starts accusing you know the Sentinels of like stealing mutants, and then the whole courtroom breaks out into like. Like rabbling. Oh, they always <laughs> but do. They yeah. literally, they're literally saying blah blah blah, rabble rabble rabble, <laughs> and it was just like noise noise noise. It was they're, the best because they, they didn't even try. It was like you could hear someone going peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. <laughs> they were all the hamburger. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. My, I'm trying to think through because I really feel like I only know very well the first and the second season. Although I did hate all of. I hated. The because uh, the the Savage Land was the the start of the second season mm-hmm. because then they Gene and Cyclops get kidnapped and that's like a bunch of episodes right. with Sinister who I loved and like was a great person or a villain in it but I just I hated the fucking like what the I was gonna say the the Banji boys but it's like who are the people that nasty are, boys yeah they're like the so Banshee annoying they're like, there's that weird like sloppy mud monster yeah gorgeous George <laughs> yeah yeah then there's like the bald I one I love gorgeous George they're all oh the screamer uh, but it was Agnar uh, but no, it was no, Vertigo Agnar's right Vertigo yeah was also, Vertigo well Vertigo was Sauron was actually very important in um in this X-Men series. Yes, she had a lot of play. I'm trying to think of any... Mm-hmm. They did They did trail off towards, like, too many one-off character episodes, which is, like, because the serialization tends to start wrapping up because they kind of right. knocked they, through a lot of their big topics. They, got, Basically, they did yeah. the... Exti- they did the... Um, not Extinction Agenda. Executioner so, Song? No, no whatever the... Maybe it is Extinction. Or all the... Um, whatever with uh, Beast and... Du- is it Douglas, du- Douglock or Douglas team up? The Warlock. They team up. Phalanx Covenant? Yes. Oh, that was actually really good. Yes. Yeah. And there was like only four people left and Quicksilver for some reason is yeah. one of them. They even tried to do the 12, at and, least in uh, some Amelia capacity. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Vought. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Avalon was really... Is it Avalon? The What's the pl- the the planet that's floating in... Or Magneto's... Magneto's yeah, Avalon. Yeah. yeah. yeah they did the weird. Avalon plotline, which was kind of cool. Fabian Cortez. I don't think the Apocalypse storyline went well. No, I didn't. I've never, he never had a real clap. We he, did see a lot of characters he, in it. Yeah, Psylocke first showed up in that. Well, that's yes. how you got Archangel too, which was yeah. good. And yeah. then you got Days of Future Past, but they used Cable, right? Yeah, or in Bishop, or they used they used Cable and Bishop. They used Cable and Bishop. I remember. Yeah. 
they end up fighting back Cable. One, I know one of them gets their like weird time band ripped off. Right. And then he goes back to Forge. Yeah. Um, we got some mutant massacre, except for no one was massacred. I, I know. Well, that was... Was that was that part of, that was part of the leading for the Dark Phoenix saga, wasn't it? Because all the Morlocks get like fucking killed by the weird alien people. I, I can't remember, remember the timeline. I've got to go back uh, and rewatch all like all of this. Yeah, that, I mean that did that act, that didn't did that storyline ever happen in the comic? Because it was like Lady Deathstrike. It's Wolverine, Lady Deathstrike. This was the seven o'clock like special hour. Yeah, it was yeah, Lady yeah. Deathstrike, Wolverine, Jubilee. No, yeah, it's they it's, fought that weird like monster from beyond the like universe or whatever. Oh, they, uh, Proteus. I don't no. think no 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 that was That's a different episode which okay, is a great episode because Proteus the Proteus storyline led into the Dark Phoenix saga in the comics no yeah. it was different then okay. it was like this weird monster from like space That's what, so like they found the spaceship Lady Deathstrike forced uh, Wolverine oh, and Jubilee to help the brood stuff that oh, was in it I did not like that there was a brood yeah. episode yeah it was all about Rogue P.S. we haven't even fucking talked about the amazing Japanese anime openings to the show have you ever seen these yeah. no they're so fucking fantastic there is both a anime because op- it used to show in japan so they had an anime opening that like they just hired artists to do and then an anime closing and it is literally the exact generic it will not only is the animation fantastic but also none of it makes sense it's like built exactly like you would expect a typical like anime opening or closing like there's tons of characters moving in slow, fast motion. Like, there's, like, great sequences of, like, everyone's, like, yeah, everyone's, like, flying through the air. People are, like, shooting, like, giant laser beams. There's all this, like, great crossover of, yeah. like, Jean Grey, Wolverine, and Cyclops with them, like, staring oh, into space and being really sad. It's, if you haven't seen it, we should actually, like, probably link to it. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking fantastic. Let's link to it, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else on the anime series? What were some of your favorite episodes? I, mine, obviously, was Cold Comfort. Yeah. Where Iceman was in it. He was all, like, love with Polaris, and Havoc shows up, and all of X-Factor shows up. That is up. a good episode, yeah. Yeah, and they're using, like, the like the first iteration of Peter David's X-Factor, right? Where yes. they're, like, working for the government? Yes. Yeah, Quicksilver was in it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man and Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane, yeah. Multiple Man. Multiple Man. Love Multiple Man. Hillary Duff was in it. She got raped. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I was going to say she got raped, but no. She got beaten. Let's say that. Okay. okay. Um, this is a really adult kids cartoon. Yeah. No, I, I mean, like, I love the Dark Phoenix saga not having read the full, like, comic. I yeah. thought it was super well done. I think Gene's death is, like, really sad. It's um, hilarious. But, like, it's such a cool build-up. Because, like, again, ser- like... This is me thinking as like a the nostalgia is like hard to miss because it's like you had that fucking lead in, didn't they have the episode? Like they promoted the shit out of it, and like yeah. the storyline was so epic because it's like they went into space and like you like. You Did know, they deal with the Hellfire Club also? Yeah, yeah. that's how it leads in. Yeah. So she so Did they basically call it the Hellfire Club in the show. Yeah, um, I'm or they call the Inner Circle. No, no, I think they're the Hellfire Club. Just I was wondering how they got the inter- how they could say. And there's that fucking like, weirdo that has like cybernetic armaments, and he's always fighting Wolverine. Um, Donald. Donald Pierce? Yeah. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Donald Pleasant. No, but it was like a... I'm just trying to remember because it was a perfect build-up. They introduced the actual... I can't... I need to go back because like they introduced the actual Phoenix, but then like the second episode is the Hellfire Club. Then Mastermind. She goes, she goes, fuck you, Hellfire Club. Then like they end up going to Muir Island somewhere, and that's where Black Tom Cassidy and Juggernaut are. Gladiator shows up, mm-hmm. throws mm-hmm. Juggernaut... Yeah. And then they take Cassidy her to space. Keith. They all go after space. Yeah. So we got a lot of Banshee. Oh, and going Banshee on. was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a lot of play. I mean, just that like arc. Sexually speaking. That arc was so well done. And the first season for its serialization. Like, yeah. I just think it flowed so well into That's episode. That's when I episode. think we, it finally got really good. Yeah. Well, and then next year, the uh, next actual X Men movie is going to be about the Dark Phoenix saga. So. 
I'd say my favorite episode of the three I watched (laughs) was the third one because the courtroom scene had every stereotype, every TV stereotype of a courtroom I've ever seen. Did it have a southern lawyer? A guy who wants his day in court. They had had like a southernish judge. They had uh, the person, you know, standing up making a defiant statement about all people and all society. They had the courtroom break out into anger. They had the doubt. Oh, it was Jack great. Nicholson was there. Saying, <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Yeah, Daredevil showed it up. It was really bad. We one of the other things. Before, I know we have to go to your favorite thing. We never talked about how much Rogue screams in that fucking show. That was always like, if Krell was here, that's exactly what we would jump into because there's, there's, like, there's like the juggernaut. No, no like the best. <laughs> the best it was the juggernaut one, and then also when she's a fucking idiot in probably what you watch, which is Enter Magneto, when she tries to resuscitate Cyclops and then gets his laser beams and then blows up the nuclear power plant. But she's always just like, don't worry, Sugar, I'll take care of you. And then she just goes, and she goes fucking nuts. Did you see the uh, video where it's just like Gene yeah. Scott, Gene Scott, Gene Scott? Because Jean, they always Scott. just oh, it was constant. <laughs> Scott, it's too strong. Uh, all right, anything else on the yeah. animated series? What was your favorite episodes? Um, I would probably say uh, what I remember the Dark Phoenix saga as well. So um, I think they did a really nice job uh, adapting it. Um, don't forget about the Christmas special, though. Don't sleep on that one. <laughs> I don't remember. I, that it one. was from the. It was from the last season. Oh God. Oh, like, by that last season like uh, aired I just stopped watching there was it. Others, there they was changed other, the animators everything yeah, was really weird there was another weird episode where uh, Storm became like a queen of some random oh, land oh yeah by, with like, Archon Hercu- oh was that who it was yeah I was like, with Hercules a Hercules type Archon uh, yeah so yeah. let the nostalgia run through you and go watch five I guess it was five seasons I think right five seasons I can find it on Hulu go so back speaking of yeah. X-Men on TV we watched episodes five and six of The Gifted oh, um, I will say overall like I mean the show is a pleasant surprise because like shit happens it moves I, I don't they're not chintzy with the special effects they actually yeah. look pretty yeah. good yeah, yeah. Uh, really they don't I feel bad for the main you know prote- antagonist the the sentinel guy that his daughter was killed by a giant red CGI yeah. ball. That was, was the that only was issue. That. That was also, about. what the fuck? Go get your daughter. You're both yes. standing there yeah, going, no, come here. Honey, come yeah. here. It's like, honey, no, I almost here. got my doll. It's like it just keeps going. Oh, around, that made me around. furious. Yeah, that, yeah, that so sequence stupid. is really dead. Well, I'm glad she and her doll died, so uh, that's good. Also on the subject of CGI, yeah. when the kids are like training and... Sh- and uh, Polaris. And Polaris is just throwing shit at them because that's how... There's no safer way to <laughs> Honestly, train. whatever. Uh, no, I wish all four of them... They have a danger room, the okay? CGI, the CGI for that was really bad. It was uncomfortable. I do think that it's much higher quality than, like, what's ha- what they are doing... Well, especially in Arrow, but, like, DC shows are not the greatest in terms of special effects. I think Flash looks pretty good. Flash yeah. looks good. Um, Heroes of Tomorrow does not. You can but tell I like the like way that the people, cost. like the the characters, use their powers. And they yeah. use them in conjunction, mm-hmm. and it was a little like on the nose when the dad in the in the in the semi truck was like, "We have to work as a team." Pull, yeah, pull but, out my yeah, but they're but they <laughs> are my actually, screws. Yeah, but they are actually working as a team. I, not in that episode, but that, the one, I think that the was other, the best episode so far. I was yeah. still trying to. Th- I, I like was watching it while I was working, so I was trying to figure out. What, You're Adam's employer. This what, is what he does all day. What was the laser person? So, what's his name? That hot one. Oh, Clips. Uh, Clips. Clips, yeah. So, when they yeah, were Clips. in that truck in this fifth episode, did he, like, just... How did he create an elude by, like... Were they all hiding? Oh, he was absorbing all the absorbing light. Absorbing the light. So, so it was just no, really dark. you can't see anything. Okay. Yeah. I know how light works, Brent. Okay. So, so he was basically... Was he was pretty clear. 
<laughs> he was he, that was the most Sunspotty of the Sunspot. Yeah, yeah, there's like Havoc meets Sunspot. No, it's good. That's okay. actually very close. I like the recurring theme that uh, the powers are more useful when they're like combined in some form or fashion. Exactly. Because well, that's I, from, teaming, yeah. Well, from the uh, comics, the only thing I've seen is the fastball special. They love that fucking fastball special. And I, I'm like, that's not a very good use of like combined powers. There yeah. could be so much more you can do. Like when uh, Polaris and Eclipse are in that car, yeah. and, like the like the Sentinel probe is coming after them. Oh the yes, the, I like the, that. Yeah, that was drone. Cool. Or the Strucker twins, the way that they use their powers together. Correct. Yeah. We've so, got the little Aurora Borealis going on. It was cute. It was adorable. cute. Did you think when she was like, when we have, if it's a girl, we're gonna name her Aurora? And I was like, if it's a boy, say North Star. North I better Star. fucking say North Star. Uh, Jean Philippe or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Jean Philippe. Let's make him French. Let's make him French. Sebastian. We're naming him Rory. Oh, that's a great word. It's like rural. The episodes over the past, I think I like them a little bit less than some of them, especially that like the climactic episode with Pulse. I think that was a great episode. I think these were not necessarily middling, but not as exciting. And I also don't like what they're doing with Blink's character. I feel like they're kind of like downplaying her and like removed her out the like off the chessboard. It's like it's just annoying. And I get where was she going at the end of episode? She just kind of left, right? Yeah, she just said she needs to peace out, which is like I get where you're coming from, but I'm also like, all right, like let's just move on. It's I was excited about it, but it seems like now it kind of like fizzled because, what is it? Uh, is he Thunderbird? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Thunderbird, Thunderbird and Dreamer, yeah. like they don't really care. They're like still like we're still in love anyway. And now she leaves, and there's nothing really like. Oh, there's gonna be a bit more they, excitement to the no. conflict. But they lost up like a huge powerhouse. I mean, like she, right. like you know, I think they're gonna have to deal with the repercussions mm. of her not being there. Right. And like the what four episodes we have left in this season yeah i think i generally just a uh, uh, loner characters on tv shows generally annoy me anyway yeah. so i think that's what she's for like because it seems like she's a jamie chung as a character like as an actress and then also as the overall character it doesn't play to me that she would be this much of a like it would be more that oh, polaris I, would be a loner more than except she like what happened to her completely tracks she's like fair. somebody i disagree it's like I somebody totally fucked with too. my well, somebody fucked with my memories i don't feel safe i don't feel but, comfortable I'd, I'd rather be on my own because that might be more dangerous but I don't trust you it's anymore. a lot of strong allegories for sure to like other things too but it's, like like, but it's, it's a very solvable problem yes I, in one of two ways you can do the, the easy method which, which is Dreamer you, which no. Dreamer literally said I can do this I can just take away a memory yeah. I can take away that memory and she said no don't touch me or yeah something. but also this like, is the bitch off. that tried to take away that fucking convinced the cop that his daughter's still alive so it's not I don't like, care no, I don't like this is magic because she didn't mean to do that it's because she was broken from the thing. I can't leave him. So I can't right, leave him like this. Right after, right after Blink saves the van, she could just blow that smoke in her face. And she should have just done take that. Take away that yeah. memory right after. That was stupid. Because she barely remembered that that whole. That, smoke that is a bit of her. that is a bit of a plot hole for me that she or didn't do just it. Tell her immediately. Just yeah. say, hey, we did this to you. I know you don't really trust us, but it was important for well, us. Well, she was, was doing it because she didn't want Thunderbird to find out. Yeah, and like the whole thing was drawn out a little bit in a very soap opera-ish style, but mm. I guess that's X-Men. But I, I, I believe that Blink was like, don't fucking come near me again. Yeah. Don't touch me. Like, you've already fucked with my head. Like, you, you say you can remove this memory, this but what else are you going to do if you start probing around? That like I, I, I believe that. I believe that she like want like she left because she didn't feel safe. Yeah, I think it's just it's unreasonable. Get rid of that memory. I think every single one of those fucking that four family members are unreasonable as shit. 
Also, we'll shoot. It's just like literally like, oh no, we can't have them fight or learn or anything. I'm like, they're all gonna fucking die if you don't. I hate that. What's your choice? I hate that mom so much only because I don't understand a mother's touch and I'm just like, you're an idiot. Your children should be be training to be children's soldiers. No, they're constantly getting killed almost every time. Maybe they should learn. I disagree. It's like she's just like there's only been like Four episodes or five, six episodes. It fits of this. her character for sure. It's her just character for sure. Me. And she's like, okay, she, like every, she's had to like completely like pick up her life and do this. And they're like in this fucking compound somewhere yeah. in Texas. You know, she's like, I want my kids to eventually have a normal life again. They've got to be able to like still like be kids. They got to be able to like still go to school. I'm gonna homeschool them, whatever. I'm gonna homeschool the other kids. And then you got Polaris, who's like basically playing like the Polaris. Polaris. Polaris is basically playing more of like a cable type character, where she's like, you know what? Like, like I gotta train these kids to survive in this world because it ain't getting better. It's getting worse. It's totally a fight versus flight situation, and I think flight is fucking weak half the time. And I I think think they're weak as shit in this case. It's flight. I think that they're they're too. No, Clark and I want to be warriors, and you guys want to be. Well, that's that's the danger. I think it's less. I think it's more you know Magneto than it is Cable because. It's she's weaponizing these kids, well, yeah. and I do like that. There's, there's a, a lot I, I agree with you. Well, I think it's I like that. There's two competing schools of thought in this kind of not real school. I just 100%. wish it wasn't coming from the mom because it comes across as lazy writing, where there's like scared moms afraid for but her daughter. But she is not scared. She like she like wants her kids to be able to like be strong and survive. She, she wants them, right, but, but, what but I'm she saying, wants them to be like normal kids. Yeah, though. but the only thing that annoys me is that it's coming from just this mom perspective, where they even play that up, where they're like, but you're not having my daughter like play around with like bla- like uh, buzz saws and then she's like mom get out of here like it's just like it's that's just bad writing but like but <laughs> the whole family's bad writing that's what it's we it's a weird scenario i get what you're saying i totally agree i agree with the sense of like the it's two very houses. plausible that like it would yes, be the mom oh, no, saying that, i don't doubt it i, I hope she it. dies Jesus, <laughs> why well, because I think she, I, I think she's so goddamn annoying and boring. I actually like her. The I only like thing I dislike about her is that she. I, I, I hate I hate impromptu surgeries on TV. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone should die almost every single time you have an impromptu surgery. Hundred person should just. Hundred percent. You don't have uh, like any anesthetics. You don't like you know like stuff isn't sterilized. I mean, hundred percent. She doesn't know what she's doing as a nurse. Yeah. yeah. Who di- who almost died? It was like random man. The guy who oh, like, like right. had the cancer camera. Yeah, yeah, random man. Yeah, no name. A- um, I was gonna say I do think the show does a good job of it's like I mean it's a network television so it's never gonna be like very subtle but they had what is it I think it was the fifth episode they opened with uh, Thunderbirds like history oh. in terms of like raising money no raising money for, for like 715 ve- yeah where he's wearing a, like a, 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 a marine target, yeah. a target faded marine <laughs> shirt. I gotta tell like, you I like that scene because he looked really good yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Hot. Yeah. but it's like it's always like all of the things are very on the nose but they're also like interesting topics that are worth talking about and like you might as well get it out in whatever capacity you can well that's what I'm saying it's, it does feel like 24 and we talked about that before yeah. like with the opening credits because like shit is moving like yeah. you know what yeah it's got bad dialogue and some of the storylines are kind of weird and like some of the acting is very stiff but shit is I'm never not entertained I guess is the point 100% it's like it'll just like it reminds me of the first season of Heroes where like you know shit was going on all the time we got the cheerleader too kind of well yeah too attractive girl (laughs) yeah it's also benefiting greatly from the fact that it well so two things that it's a tight first season and it is a first season so Arrow was very fun to watch for the first and like second seasons yeah and then what you end up doing is you just retread Character territories because, like, the writers end up going, 
Oh, yeah. everybody likes these people, so they gotta still be yeah. involved in and the then show. You just kill them all off every once in a while. Like it's yeah. Did you notice that they actually uh, referred to the X Men in the most recent episode? Yes. It's like how like they said the X Men like they put me in charge of the underground. They made yeah. us part of the underground or something like that, and they actually talked about it. And so I'm very curious to to know like what actually happened on Seven Fifteen, mm. even with the bad special effects. <laughs> And like the, the didn't like, you see giant laser CGI giant balloons laser. exploded? You know what it reminded me of is like the origin of the Executioner in X Men Gold. That's what I was. Yeah, I was totally <laughs> thinking oh, about. Yeah. I was totally hundred percent. Like you know, it's like oh, they're in a park, probably in New York or yeah. no, 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 they're in Dallas in in, in the show, and uh, and like you know this. The, the guy's cop get or maybe cop, it was or uh, gets maybe it was boom boom that caused it doesn't yeah, she hopefully. have floating giant grenade <laughs> one weird thing about the uh, the the Thunderbirds you know marine t-shirt you know handing out flyers scene was that there's a car the car of like rednecks is driving by and they throw a pipe bomb out and they're like saying like you know you're the problem muties how do you tell that they're mutants? Like, none of them were, like, green and had thorns or anything. No, they're it just said mutants. they were fundraising for 750. I think it, like, they were explicitly, conver- like, conversing that they were all mutants. But there's a bunch of people who are clearly veterans. not a part of that. Collateral damage. They're, like... But, like, there's two guys who are clearly... Who are the mutants. Yeah. But if you're throwing a pipe bomb to kill two mutants and also eight other They're people, fucking hillbillies. They're like, here. do you think they were really thinking yeah. this through? Have you seen, like, the white supremacists? No. We've, like, got, we've got another year life. until Trump's people start yeah, doing this. Because there are people who support... Midterms are coming up. People who support mutants who aren't mutants. Right? Sure, so but, if but you're they're mutant lovers, so they suck uh, what too. What I'm saying is that it's really bad writing for you to scream at them Dying. for being muties when they're not... You don't know if they're mutants. Nothing they about the show No, it's subtle. actually good writing because they what, don't know. Like a hillbilly would just throw a fucking yeah. pipe bomb into a crowd yeah. instead of like that, only Jesus. you two get over here so I can throw you. Also, that, the guy's marine uh, Thunderbird's marine friend was very hot. It was like no, that was uh, a, what's that was what's his face right from um, uh, from the last episode, uh, the one that they made Pulse. into a hound. That Pulse? Was, no, that was not that Pulse. Was, that that was wasn't Pulse. Pulse. No, Pulse is much uglier no. than this. Whoa, oh, God, I forgot how much you think Pulse is unattractive. I don't think Pulse is. Exactly. Maybe it's the yellow eye. He looks fine. No, but the other guy was like, "That guy's an idiot." Who I was is, like, "Damn." Who's the black guy with the white eye? Oh, uh, the one. A uh, shatter. Shatter. His name is Shatter. What's he do? Nothing. He was a mutant in Chicago. Um, um, <laughs> more like in Chicago. Are. No, it was literally a shitty miniseries where it was just boring and nothing happened. Oh, like in the comics. It was yeah. nothing. It was just a. It was a nowhere miniseries. No, shatter, I but I hardly know her. So what's he do? He shatters. It's he, a really useful he, power. Really? What does that mean? Oh, no. no. I don't really know. I don't. I he has to yeah. be swept up. Yeah, find that. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, I'll do a quick and then he's we, always we, falling to pieces. We have Sage in there too. We who's literally Sage. doing nothing of an yeah, importance. Yeah, Sage is like completely like being like sidelined. The, the brunette girl with short hair who does nothing. Oh yeah, so. she just pops her head and's like, "There's people and, here." And she, yeah, <laughs> she's <laughs> one of like the most. She's alarm yeah. system. It's so ridiculous. One of the episodes, she's like, "They're outside," and then she just like disappears again. She's. Very, 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 very smart character in the comics. Shatter's only 5'7", by the way. Oh my god, he's that tiny. He's very tiny. tiny. Um, I am really, really, really digging Dreamer. I am too. I really she's do. A... What she does, I think she's a functionally <laughs> good emotional character. And she's more morally ambiguous. She's so, doing much better than, well, Sage and Shatter. The Wikipedia literally says, Sage, powers, none. Shatter is a deep-powered mutant, but I think he had like he had powers at something, so... Well, no, Sage is still around. No, I'm thinking of actual Shatter. I'm trying so, to find Shatter Shatter. Okay, while you're looking, um, powers and do abilities. we think that they're going to show what happened on 715 like no. at the end of the season? Well, I... they're going to have to start... Um, 
and Polaris in her Magneto connection. So I think there'll be a build-up. Yeah. I would have liked for them to... I mean, I mean, not that the plot lines really need to connect or make any sense. It would have been kind of cool to see this guy as, like, the executioner idea. Like, had actually... It should have been, like, an actual Magneto attack. Like, it would have been... They need to provide some context to what actually happened on 715. <laughs> right. Like, they keep, like, referring to it in a... I mean, the show doesn't drag out stuff. They actually, right. like, you know, the fact that they brought in uh, Reed Strucker back mm. with the family, Polaris yeah. is back with the Mutant well, Underground. Like, they're not, like, keeping them separate. And the, the actual... Stru- the So the ones from the comics, they will actually... Strucker. They're supposed yeah, to turn yeah, yeah, yeah. out there was the, just in that the last news episode. Yeah. yeah, That the actual real and fun Struckers are finally showing up. The yeah. ones that always have to touch each other in order to make their uh, light powers Andrea happen. Andrea and Andreas. Yeah. So, Shatter's entire body is composed of a blue-black diamond-hard crystalline substance, renders him invulnerable to most conventional attacks, he can regenerate lost limbs, possesses the ability to crystallize any liquid substance he comes into contact, such as water, oil, and presumably blood. That'd be kind of cool. If you touch someone that was bleeding, you could just fucking... Or if you touch a person, you could freeze all their blood. But you'd have to get to some... I guess they'd have water on their body. You have to shove your finger into them? <laughs> Don't forget, Shatter's main weapon is a wooden baseball bat, oh, which he you... wields with great skill. <laughs> He's also extremely intelligent. You couldn't tell by this show. Great. Um, I did think it was funny that that whatever the kid that does illusions was going after the Strucker girl. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, you're a refugee. Stop trying to get laid. Just dial it back (laughs) a little bit. What? What? Wait, what? Refugees are not allowed to find love. Wow, Brad. The world could end tomorrow. I could die tomorrow. I'm going to try to get laid. What? what, what? Wow. So not only did you disagree with Kayla and I the last time we talked about this in regards to what the allegory was for transporting you, right? Yeah. You then made a racist comment on the air. Racist? That's not racist. What? I don't know, I wasn't racist. listening. That's yeah. just about hating people. No, no, it's just like, it's just wondering why the kid's trying to get laid. No. Like the one it's, who made illusions. It's, it's... Because he's a hormonal teenager. I get it, but she's someone who literally just like, you know, helped on a serious mission to save her father's life. Also, it's I fucking would... network television. They like need love plot lines. But wouldn't no that what. make you bone up even more? Yeah, if she, exactly. Like, saves no, seriously. Fucking day? It's like, oh my what god. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? It's shared trauma. Shared tra- they even make a joke. We're gonna... But he wasn't part of the drama. What yeah, I'm saying is, you're living in a world where you know people are putting their lives at risk constantly. Maybe give them a second before you're like, so, do you want to like get dinner sometime? Like, dial it back. Am not- I crazy? Am I fucking nuts here? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that nuts. I don't agree with the refugee comment. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of racist. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's tons of refugees from different worlds. Oh, no, Sorry. different worlds. No, it's like, Country. no, they're like, they're, they're one of bone. Um, right. I am, I'm a, I really liked that they introduced the Eclipse's side character that... You know, drug lord woman. Oh, oh, I'm also annoyed that with only two episodes left, they have to like close the lore on that. She's bringing back. There's only eight. Oh, oh, great. Okay, good. So So they'll close that plot line probably in the next episode. Maybe no. She's supposed to be in it more forever. So forever. It's very. Um, no, it's, it's very, very. She's the main character. No, but what? connecting it to the TV, sh- the uh, animated series, it's very that fucking episode where Gambit has to go back to the Bayou, Bayou because the buyout. of because of whatever her name is. Oh, uh, um, um, Cassantrix or <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, with the the, the thieves. Yeah, the thieves. Go, that episode is that is my actually most hated episode of That's that pretty series. Bad. Like, Gambit's backstory is garbage. Oh, I yeah. Uh, cool. So uh, we'll talk more about Gifted next time. So we got four comics to go through. Oh, we're going to be pretty quick. We got Iceman number seven, Astonishing number 
five. Is yeah. That right? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Gen, Gen X, X number eight, number eight, and then X Men uh, Gold number fifteen, which is part uh, five of the Mojo storyline. So yeah. why don't we talk a little bit about Iceman because it got featured in the Advocate recently? Uh, because of course Iceman is gay, and Sina Grace, what? the writer, is gayness gay, is gay, and so. Um, Let I, me start off by saying I hate gay people. Yeah. <clears throat> so self-loathing. Mm. That's your Nope, power. I'm not gay. I am not at all. I'm the one who throws those pipe bombs at gays. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about your sex life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, go ahead. Nothing. I just... I generally enjoyed this issue. Um... I like the subplot of the parents finding out there's two ice men currently yes. running around the neighborhood. I'm not yeah, excited I, for that. I like that too. It's like, wait a minute. Like, it, it makes sense. It, it completely attracts. Like, like if there's like a younger version Why of like your family out? member, yeah. Uh, they like, hate. They hate their family member already. Why do they want to meet another version of him? More to hate. Oh, I gotta hate them. They're I hate them so bad. They're bad parents. Yeah. This is. I mean, but they've always been bad parents. I reread right. a lot of old uh, comics, and like when he was dating Opal, who was Asian American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asian. Uh, yeah, and so his dad was like, "Oh, you're bringing another Asian or Oriental over uh, there." Like, that's what I say every day. And uh, in the mirror to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Rogue actually like called him out once. Like, oh, I didn't realize you were a bigot, and like walks away from him. This is like in the nineties. Killing it. Yeah. Um, um, I like the subplot of the girl who like activated the Sentinels in the last uh, the last issue. Yes. Like, oh I mean, yeah, that important girl. I loved her. That'll never come back. <laughs> but she's the I, new Bellin information. No, Bellin was at least stupid. So <laughs> this is just annoying. The page where like he comes up on her in her garage. Oh, I love this. I love it. And he does a Spider-Man yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's so fucking funny. And he just falls. Like, I, I actually left that. That was really well done. Yeah, yeah, but then she goes. She's like, "Thank you." And he's like, "Iceman, couldn't you fucking take some context clues, bitch?" Yeah. <laughs> I know which one you are now. Freezy mm-hmm. boy. What else yeah, it would have been good if she just called him like Freeze Boy or something like that. And I, I like. And he's like, "It's Iceman." <laughs> sure, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, that makes Thanks sense. That tracks. Um, I liked uh, Angel kind of ribbing uh, Bobby when they're back at the uh, the mansion. I like the champions chemistry throughout. Oh, yeah. certainly. They talk yeah. about the date. That's really fun. Even though I hate the date, I hate everything about. I it. hate Judas so much, <laughs> dude. You're fucking watching giant fifty foot automata. Who is that? The boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah, the, the guy. Who went on, he, he went I'm on officially on track of like hating this like mutant and yeah, flat skin relationship. Like Just this is dumb. Run from the danger. Get a safe distance away so you don't have to be safe. Uh, He's gotta have quips. Hold on, He's I want to go back to Adam. I, you hate this like mutant like human relationship. Yeah. There was a Supreme Court case called Loving v. Virginia, Adam. No, I just we think, settled this. I think years, years ago. Well, from a, the racist now, but now Virginia's a, doing good. Well, <laughs> doing well. From a narrative, good job, Virginia. From a narrative perspective, I just I agree with Clark that we went back to this with Young Iceman and his and Romeo. But Romeo is he's do, not even I already, human. I already told you, and on my fury with North Star. But yo, oh, sorry, that was the North Star anger. Well, that's just they like they wrote him into like a corner. Yeah, like, they ha- that's the problem. They have to, but They're I wish to write him into boring. But job. they could have written Judah as some. He, it would have been great if Judah had powers I and he revealed that. them at this point in time. Maybe he was just really. Like, maybe he was just like spit. Yeah, I think he could have been a, a better written character. But I don't care that he's normal. Yeah, but and now I, this I motherfucker's a, moving to LA. the West. Yeah, I actually thought. You know, at first I was like, oh, isn't that moving really fast? But I was like, this is his first <laughs> gay <laughs> relationship. Yeah, it's and weird. you got to. Think about oh my god the first time like you fall in love yeah. with like somebody who you're supposed to be with yeah, or the type yeah. of person you're supposed to be with 
you're like you fucking lose all sense. It's like I'm gonna move to LA. We are, but it's also in the Marvel universe. They can go from coast to coast in like a matter of like three minutes. You know, the fucking Blackbird goes like. I'll have one of those bamps to take you. I just, yeah, you got a bamp to take you, exactly. I well, feel, bamps don't go that far, but yeah. I feel like everything that happens in this comic is valid in the real world. It's just everything I didn't want this comic to be. I, just, I don't want to experience this. I don't want to hear the story. It's the same fucking story I've seen a million times. It's I'm a cliche like, uh, goddamn thing. Logo TV. Yeah. Yeah. Logo, oh, it's How like many weird. Logo TV yeah. movie just, specials do I have to watch before this yeah. moves on? It's, it's just, X-Men, Queer as Folk. It's uh, just every gay movie of all time... That we have to struggle through, and I don't want to read that story. I don't want to see that yeah. story anymore. It's I'm so hoping. boring. It's so I'm boring ho- now. But I think it's, I think to its credit, it's the first time, especially in a relatively mainstream comic book with a relatively mainstream comic character from a mainstream comic company, oh that they would do something like this. So this is the first foray into it, and obviously the first forays are not always the greatest. It's the assumption that going forward, you won't even need these kind of comics in the first place. It is and it isn't. So DC Comics is publishing. They published the Midnighter, which right? Was which was Batman actually and, good and yeah, interesting. I like it's very Midnighter good and, and interesting. It's uh, it's a bat. He's a Batman analog yeah. for the Authority, and Steve Orlando writes him. He's also a gay writer. He was also at FlameCon along with Signer Grace, and um, he basically like uh, it is a better written uh, story. It's a better written comic, uh, and I think Steve Orlando. Is a better comic writer right now, but Sina Grace is also pretty new to comics. And he took a photo you with hear us that? Sina Grace, you guys met him. I know. We, yeah. He was, he and was you really masturbated on him. He was delightful. He even said that Adam could write for Iceman with a shitty joke. Jokes. Well, but that's unfair because there are. This is the thing because a great example is the uh, the issue where he meets Doc and chasing after the kid. That is a great issue. That it's was, a very yeah. fun, interesting comic that it doesn't was. explicitly deal with just the like. Uh, uh, look, I'm gay. Side. <laughs> Hundred percent, but we don't know exactly where this is going yet. Like it is following certain like gay tropes, but yeah. it could it could go in a different direction that we don't know. I will. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, they really dialed back what it means to Netflix and chill. <laughs> oh my god, that was quick. Yas queen. Yeah, that's funny. This is like you met a guy earlier that day. I mean, I guess it's normal in the gay community. It's just like. Okay, Marvel, trying to deal with Netflix and chill, Jesus. go for it. Yeah, I know. That's um, such a phrase that shouldn't exist anymore. It's three years ago. Yeah. I The one thing I will say that as we were kind of just discussing this, how it looks, this comic, or yeah. how, sorry, how it feels, going, was it's a good lead in from your, your original comment around Faith. Because, like, I've read, I think I'm caught up on Faith, and, like, it is a little, like, slice of life, and it's mainly, like, there's weird situations that happen, but they're usually pretty light in terms of, like... It's low stakes. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, the writing is just as, like, zany sometimes, or, like, it's a kind of a goofy comic. Yeah. So I think that... But I, I will say that Faith better blends that life, and, like, obviously, she is a, you know, she's dealing with her own personal issues, like, as an overweight woman, and, like, as a just a woman in general. Right. And I do think that it's handled with a little bit more subtlety, than necessarily this like in terms of like this is a little like leaning on tropish yeah. yeah but I don't think it's bad it's just like I you know someone who's reading and I think if you read the like the letters like there I think this is a really great comic that's helping a lot of people it's just we've probably seen we're getting fucking old like we've probably seen enough of this content Speak for over yourself, and over Adam. again uh, like seventy four. Uh, Hey, hey. 72. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I'll say before we move on, I know we have to move on, uh, is the scene when like he walks in on like all the X-Men just hanging out. I liked basically like the shorthand he has for everybody. It's like Storm yes, saying something in leadership amazing. voice. That was good. You know, it's like Jubilee, I'm not a kid anymore. I have a kid, you know. 
And then uh, like it was it was like it was just cute. It was a great way to do. I thought that him. and the the hanging upside down Spider Man were two of the most charming things that Iceman's done. There's lots 100%. of pockets of quality in this issue. Hundred percent. All right. So, so you just mentioned on. Jubilee. So let's talk Gen about it. Gen X. Great segue. Did you have something you want to say about Gen X? <laughs> no. I just wanted to say. I okay. Back with the gay stuff. I thought that was fucking creepy as shit. Like the weird constant ab conversation for a page, and especially when like we're basically looking at his testicles, like up. Oh, that's you're talking, oh, you're talking about that's how it was so fucking weird. Yeah, just, that's like great. a conversation that would happen. I don't want to see that either. That, yeah, Maybe I just hate gay movies and gay everything. I don't know. That seemed pretty normal to me. It's that would real. be. It would seem something douchey that Quentin would do, and everyone would still be like, "Yeah, I'm kind of into it." Well, and I could see that right up of like a, it's like a typical like teenage rom com thing. Like you could see a guy. Like, yeah, a girl even being yeah, like, oh man, she's so beautiful. I th- aren't with all the Me Too kind of stuff, we're supposed to be getting past this point? Yeah. Eh. There's still objectification. Yeah. And also, right, like you're, I don't know. I like, don't know, I don't say I like this woman's pussy, like, lines. <laughs> well, that's Nobody's, not exactly what he's saying. It is, it he is. He said abs. He abs. But he's, abs. He's saying that, but he's also talking with the underside of the testicles. You like, know. You what know. are you? You are really, you're really projecting is, on this one. That's just some Texas oh. Dom Texas. <laughs> I, I wish I could pull off a Speedo, and there he is, just airing it out for the he's world He's literally talking about his own like, like body his, issues. He's like about body images. Body dysmorphia. Also, for a telekinetic who probably hasn't lifted anything heavier than a bottle of Clico in his life, that's a hell of a lot of abs. I think you literally just went, you blacked out while looking at the comic and just imagined a lot of testicle conversation. No! No, there's some testicle right there. There is no testicle conversation! That's as much as testicle as you see in like Superman's fucking. That is the slimmest bulge I've ever seen. I know, he's got a tiny penis. He is havoc, he is not. Well, that actually makes sense because, I mean, Quentin Choir, of course, is overcompensating. Who is Glob Herman, like, holding hands with? I don't know, let me see. Wait, which. You see them later after the. When the earthquake is happening. I don't know who she is. Oh, that's cute. It's better for her name. It was like not Pixie, but something almost Pixie. Uh, she Pixo. showed up in another Pixie. Sexy. I don't know. I think she showed up at the end of Wolverine in the X. And of course, maybe Glob gets a line in. What the hell, Earth? Oh, <laughs> you get it, Glob. That's what I see. Yes, so man. two things I loved. Speaking of gays, I love the bears. The very oh, that was yeah, it was great. They're just like hanging out and they're like babysitting Shojo. And I do love that Krakoa made an appearance. That was fucking love Krakoa. Can you, can you tell me about Krakoa? No. So Krakoa is uh, the first sort of villain the uh, all-new X-Men fought when like Wolverine and Storm uh, fought. It was like the the Earth that walks like a man in 1974-1975, Living Island. And then in the Wolverine and X-Men uh, series that Jason Aaron wrote that I really love, uh, Krakoa ended up being like the school grounds for the, the mansion. No, I thought that was baby Krakoa. Yeah, but that, it's the same baby Krakoa as this one. Oh, no, that was... But he's yeah. all grown up. Um, so he's what's, what's his deal with so in Krakoa in 1974, we find out that most of the X-Men have been missing for five years, and so that this new that new team had to go save them. Right, and, right. Because there was an original series of X-Men that died. Right. And I will say that Polaris was the one to shoot him into space and, and save them all. Yeah. So good did. on her. She shot Krakoa into space. But, but this Krakoa ended up being like the defense 
system for the mansion in the Wolverine and X-Men series, which is all really about the school. And in a lot of ways, Generation X is the spiritual, like, successor to that series. But why is Quentin responsible for it? Isn't he the one who calmed him down at the very beginning of that series? I think that's right. Uh, I'm trying to, like, it's been years since I've read it, but, uh, like, I guess they kind of bonded, because Quentin Quire was one of the students during Uh, that, during that run as well, so. He seems to like, uh, Nature Girl. Yeah. Well, yeah, Nature Girl. Na- nature. Yeah, that was cute. Hey, you're looking extra mossy today. Good for you. Yeah. You look great. I just, I, I just love this series so much. It's like hitting all like my weird X Men like buttons. Well, and I like Mo, Monet or Monet. Yeah, it's Monet. Template or say it's not M-plate. Monet. As a what template as a villain? Yeah. Um, just an interesting character. Obviously, has like stakes attached to it. Um, just a great. A great issue. Who's yeah. DOA? DOA is the cutest little baby skeleton man who's always been helping him play out. Oh, okay. He's been I showing remember, up since yeah. Generation well, X. Well, when is a Gen movie. X first launched and they had the character, you could buy, like, the character uh, action figures. So DOA? Like, came with a little, no, you, uh, M-Plate came with a little DOA. Hi. I like yeah. that he has enough arrogance to have his own name on his hat. <laughs> <laughs> Dead on a so uh, let's talk about Assange X-Men number five. It's part five of Life of, uh, Life of X. Uh, and, you know, Gambit continuation. is... The core continuation. Uh, I really liked uh, the art a lot. Um, yes. The art's always been really great in the series, and, like, they've had a different artist every issue. It's Ramon uh, Rosanas. Um, it's very, It's very, very... <laughs> not, not, it's not Ray, Ray, Ray Romano. It's Ray Romano. Everybody hates X-Men. Um... No, it's just it's the continuation of what's happening uh, with the war between Professor X and Shadow King. Gambit's been taken over, and the end is basically like we knew this was coming. Is Warren Angel becomes Archangel? Wait, Yay, the Hulk! He Hulk's the, out. The X Men version of the Hulk, basically. Um, which is really fun. This is again why I don't like this like this weird lack of continuity that they fucking just used Archangel during the shitty, like, secret Empire storylines. I'm, go- I'm choosing to forget that. I know. I was so annoyed by that, because I'm like, this is a great example of, like, I can't use it, you should use it. Yeah. As opposed to, like, well, I'm just in my super-powered state, because whatever. Right. We find out that what happened to Xavier, his body died and not his brain, and his brain, like, was taken by, by the Shadow of- King. Right. So, so I- fucking Cyclops didn't do shit. Oh, when he killed Fucking him? Fucking everybody. I hate him. <laughs> Support Cyclops the, for end of days. All the games that uh, he and Farouk have been playing. Chess, like, all the different tennis, levels they're playing. I think that's great. Golf. I, I like that they explained more of the rules about how this game is working. Yes. The cost it's taking yeah. on uh, Charles. Uh, it makes Charles seem a lot more badass. And by proxy... Uh, Farouk seemed much more terrifying as a villain. Yeah, the yeah. issue felt a little bit exposition-y, but I appreciate that it's leading towards a interesting conclusion. <laughs> Kaylin, watching a Spider-Man clip? Sorry. Yeah, Kaylin, yeah. we're on a podcast. Pay attention. There's a huge thing was literally announced like an Yeah, and I'm looking it up right which now. Which we won't there. say anything until after we talk about uh, Gold. Yeah. Uh, so that oh, shit. Yeah, we have. We're done with astonishing. Yeah, well, I just want to say that the SWAT team is the fucking worst. She, Psylocke, literally yeah, saves yeah. their life, and they're like, they're, "All right, well, you're still under yeah. arrest. Fuck you." All right, next. All right, so let's talk about X Men Gold. Uh, All right, let's not and say we do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, Magneto and Polaris would really make an awesome team with Danger Room. I really. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I want, want, I want, I want a series. Maybe, maybe they'll be in in this. Oh, oh I can't uh, yeah, say anything yeah. for the three minutes. It should just be called Magnets and Danger, and that'll be a it'll be a cop <laughs> show. Magnets <laughs> and Danger. <laughs> Coming to <Pats> team. <laughs> hey, 
Those are our words. <laughs> our words. Palmino. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like so. I'm done with the storyline. I'm glad the next yeah. issue is is the last I one. I, on my side. I I will. The pluses I will give this issue is that there's far better banter between the characters this yeah. time. The artwork is still really great. It is the not worst. So look, it's Krakoa's in this too. Yeah, yeah. And you know, do you? Well, yeah, because that's I was. What I thought we were going to segue into this from that. Oh. Um, but over yeah, overall, even I think what was it? Caleb and I were the last ones holding on of this series, and I think oh, we Crawl liked it too. Yeah, yeah. get rid of. I'm just done. And glad we right. broke his knees. Yeah, <laughs> thank God he's never. It's a good back. thing we killed. <laughs> Let's talk about the big announcement. It uh, just happened this very second. It happened basically. this second. Wow, well, breaking got, news. Uh, sorry, it was. The I know, I know, I know. But we saw this very second. Oh, okay. So, Anyways, um, fucking Jean Grey is obviously showing up again. She's gonna lay her. T- lead her own team, which what? is X Men Red, which we made fun of for like ah, the last few months. Yes, we did. It's real, and there's going to be six other uh, characters in it. Maybe Ooh. five. Let me check again. And guess who's writing it? Your Who? favorite, Tom, Tom Taylor. Yes. And the artist is uh, Ma- Ma- uh, Mahmoud Mom. Asrar, who I, he's a very good artist. Yeah. And here's the thing: covers are by Travis Cherist. Who is a beautiful artist and like he hasn't done comics in a really long time. But how's his artwork? Gorgeous. That was a joke. <laughs> Gorgeous. I'm so fucking excited. This Ooh. is amazing. Who do we think is gonna be in red? Uh, well, I hope it's Magneto and Polaris and yeah. Danger. That'd be fun. Ooh. That would be fun, but like they're all part yeah. of blue though. Yeah, but fucking blue. I don't know. No, that's the other thing. Um in after oh god. We got our stupid cross time caper, and then we're gonna get uh, what? Go ahead. Cross and Caber. Then we're gonna get a fucking mashup with them and Venom for a million issue. And then finally they're gonna change the team up. They've already said they're switching uh, the team around. So I'm assuming also that when that right. happens, blue, gold, and red are gonna blue, flip blue, around. Blue. They'll blue themselves. Let's uh well that's a really great piece of that's news it. for me. Everyone. Yeah, no, that's as you know, I style. love injustice and Tom Taylor's just Well Tom Taylor's also <laughs> writing all new I know. Wolverine, which we also love. love. Oh, it's love. so good. Um, Alright, so where more dancer, MVP and book. MVP book? Uh, yeah. sure. Uh, Gen X, uh, characters that bear this taking care of Shoujo. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Gen X and uh the requires that. Yeah, no, the testicles. The great testicles. I'd say uh, astonishing. I fucking love this series so much. That's and, good. Such and a cool my action movie. Favorite character is Krakoa. <laughs> Baby Krakoa. He just screams whenever he shows up. <laughs> Can you do that every time you show up to a bar? Brent Buckright. It's the reverse of the Cheers things, where you walk in and everyone goes Norm. Instead, you Normie. Say Normie. No. Okay. What's your MVP? I mean, I feel broken recordy, but Polaris and comic. I didn't love all any of them. I hated Iceman. I didn't like Gold. Astonishing sucked. I got has to say Gener- Generation X. Great, and that's a wrap. Yeah. That's a wrap. Find my, us on social my, media. But my um, real MVP Just is, cut up now. Just I, <laughs> is the fucked up face that Paige has in Generation X. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. End of that. Go. Cool, and we're done. <laughs>